0: Welcome to this week's Prep Rally Podcast. Dominique Yates here. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and friend, Jason Freaks. Jason, coming oh, up. We're the... friends now? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. we're, we're frenemies. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, before the show started, I'm like, man, I hate you. Hey, <laughs> Jason's my friend. Everything's great. Let's talk football. <laughs> so, how was the trip? How was D.C.? D.C. was good. Did not want to come back. Yeah, but got to do here it. Here I am. Got to do it. So came off a fun uh, past weekend of some district games and Mm -hmm. games that were surprising in more ways than one from several games. And uh, of course, we have some others on tap for this week. But let's just jump right into what we witnessed on Friday night with St. X at Mm -hmm. Manuel Stadium. Uh, Not even close, if you will, to the... The ten and six score from last week, last year, where you needed some exciting luck, but with forty two to ten, by far Saint X's best performance of the season, and that's the type of team. Yeah, where you say watch out, and everybody better keep an eye out on Saint X. And I don't think Manuel is that bad by no no means, but when Saint X is on like that, we've been waiting for a game like that. You got it. My goodness! What else can you say?
1: Yeah, I, I think from a manual perspective for for Scott Harmony and the Crimson's, it's almost a game where you just throw it out. You know, yeah. um, hopefully, if you're on a if you're a manual fan, you can you can rely on the fact that they're not going to commit six turnovers again. Yeah, uh, if and when they play again, and maybe they just sort of. Got their dud for for the season out of the way and and can move on and um, you know they're gonna have to move on because we'll, we'll talk about it later in the show they got a, another big district game this Friday night but yeah. uh, it, it's hard to imagine them playing that bad and still Manuel is only down fourteen to three at halftime mm-hmm. and at the end of the second quarter they had a touchdown pass you know called back for a holding penalty mm-hmm. they could have made it fourteen ten and then. Who knows what the second half would have looked like. But, uh, you know, that, that touchdown comes back, and then uh, – Which I hate that call, by the way. Yeah, it was a – that was a holding penalty. I, you know, I, I didn't see it, but, uh, you know, who knows. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was – it was a, a, another thing from that night, you know, just from a, a non-partial point of view, everything that could have gone bad for Manuel did go bad. And it seemed like every sort of 50-50 call – went against them, yeah. um, you know, it was just one of those nights from beginning to end where you know Manuel um, just didn't have it, and you know six turnovers you're not going to beat anyone. And then you know, kind of the flip side, and Kevin Wallace said this after the game is all it really does. You know, yes, it gives us maybe hopeful hope advantage if we play them in the playoffs, but now we have to convince our kids that if we play Manuel again, we're not going to beat them 42-10. to 10, Exactly. You know? um, but, you know, in talking to a couple of Sannex players after the game, I, th- I think they'd already sort of realized that, you know, they respect Manuel and they know that if they do play him again in the playoffs, um, it- it'll probably be a much different game.
0: Yeah, I think that is the thing, like, you can take from it. And you can't take away from Sannex's performance by no means, but – guess yeah, I think everybody is pretty realistic yeah. that it's like okay, this is not this manual. This is you know, I do think this is Saint X, yeah, and I do think they are capable of playing like this because we've talked about it week after week. But I guess the fact that you come off the Ryle game and then you play like this—that's the type of game where it's like okay, if you did see like a Class Six A final with Mel and Saint X, you could get your money's worth. Yeah. So. It, again, it was very impressive. I think they – not only did you, of course, see them run the ball, but you saw the passing game yeah, they, make some plays too. So, and again, that's – when you add in, you have more running backs. Your offensive line has been really good. Jack Savori has proven he can run and throw what receivers are catching. That adds a whole new level yeah. to this a next team because they already are really good in getting healthy on defense. Right, and, and that's something that
1: Kevin Walsh said after the game, you know, from the raw game, you know – I think Ryle was stacking the box seven eight time you know seven eight men in the box and Darren say next to throw the ball and they were still sort of reluctant to do that and and Manuel did the same thing they were stacking the box and 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 Coach Wallace said you know, we we've got to start throwing the ball more and we've got to trust in the passing game and, and they did that and I think Makai Smith had nine or ten catches uh, he was open a lot yeah. uh, and then you know the first two touchdowns were. Um, both touchdown passes from Jack Savory to Bennett Bainline. And, and you know, Bainline is, is a really good tight end. He's had a hand injury a lot of the season, hasn't been able to play a whole lot, and I think he's finally getting healthy. You know, he was an all-state punter last year, and he hasn't been able to punt much because he had that cast on his hand and he couldn't catch the snap from the punter. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he's getting healthy and just, you know, we've talked about this a lot with St. X. Just developing more and more weapons in their offense, because you know the defense is going to be there every week. And so, <laughs> when they when they can score 42 points, um, there aren't many teams there aren't many teams in the in the state that are going to beat them. You know, I, I, I I've, I've thought all year that the second best team in the state behind Mayo, and I, and I'll stick with that. And the gap between St. X and everybody else is starting to look a little wider, to be quite honest.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what stood out to me. And, I mean, man, they're just getting better and better. So, again, get ready for the playoffs because it could be a whole lot of fun. And, then you just got to move on. You got Butler on Thursday. If you play the way you should, it should be a running clock type game, quite honestly. And, again, that's just going to be how it is. Finish strong the regular season. Get ready for the playoffs. Before we move on to the, the five games uh, this week, like the top games, was there anything else from the uh, this past weekend that stood out or anything that you <clears> want <throat> to just mention? I, obviously, you know, we'll talk more about Trinity, but they were able to get a win over Ballard. And, yeah. uh, Mel just blew out Southern. So, again, anything that came to mind think, for you? I think
1: the trinity bower score was a little surprising. I, you know, Ballard played a close um you know, we've talked a lot about the history of you know, Bauer not being able to to beat Trinity. So sure. um I'm sure Adrian Morton isn't looking at it as a as a um, a moral victory or anything. But yeah. uh you know, I think that gives them some hope if they were to meet again in the in the playoffs that they can, you know, play four quarters with Trinity and make it a game. So um you know, that kind of stood out. I think um you know, a couple of teams we don't talk about a lot. Um, you know, Holy Cross uh, went to Bethlehem, and uh, I think Bethlehem kind of showed that they're one of the better, stronger, I maybe mean, a top-five team in Class A. Yeah. Uh, Bethlehem sort of dominated that game. So, um, you know, Holy Cross kind of coming back down to uh, to earth a little bit, I think, in Class A. Um, you know, everything else I think kind of went, Maybe as we expected it, yeah. um, you know, Odom County suffered their first loss mm-hmm. in a tough diff- district game against Madison Central. So, um, we'll get to them a little bit later in the show, but I, I think everything pretty much went as scripted,
0: yeah, last week, yeah, very true. And like cow blowing out the sales, and again, the list goes on and on. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that, but. Let's get into this week and let's start with uh, Collins at Woodford County. This is going to be a nice, intriguing matchup. Yeah, I was looking up Woodford County uh, before we started this podcast because you know, typically with the teams not in the coverage area, you kind of curious about them, um, who they played, and you look at scores and uh, similar matchups. And this is a very, very good Woodford County team. Uh, one of those nice little sleeper teams in Class Five A and They can put up some points uh, and they have a lot of weapons. And obviously we've talked a lot about Collins. We've watched what they've done. We've talked about Kenyon Gooden and uh, have one of the best seasons out of any quarterback in the state. So uh, I I really like this matchup. And as far as a pick, I'm going to go with Woodford County. Uh, I think that, They will remain undefeated, and uh, they're one of the few undefeated teams in the state. And uh, I think that they will uh, have a nice little uh, win on Friday night at home against Collins. Where your
1: Yeah, I I think Woodford County might be sort of the the surprise team in the state in in any class this year when you look at what they've accomplished. I I know Dennis Johnson was was um, he had a lot of high expectations for this team, and uh, you know to be. To be 7-0, and I think, is uh, pretty remarkable. One of 11 undefeated teams left in the state. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they have seven wins. is the most wins they've had in a season in 14 years. Uh, you have to go back to 2007 when they finished 8-3. and three. So they've already sort of, I don't know if exceeded expectations is right because they had high expectations. But, uh, um, you know, Bryce Patterson, their quarterback's thrown for nearly 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, he, he can also run it. He's rush rate touchdowns. So um, they're playing outstanding. Collins is playing outstanding. Um, yeah. You know, we, Kenyon Gooden is uh, just putting on a show this season <laughs> and what, what an athlete he is. And you know, the 37 touchdowns he's accounted for this year, 22 throwing and 15 uh, passing. And Mark Hutzel is having a really nice year for them. Um, you know, Collins is – Collins is a a very good program. Uh, Jerry Lucas does a great job there. Um, But going on the road against Woodford County, and and the one thing about Collins, and this is not a knock, but every time, I think the last couple years, they sort of had some curious losses, some games maybe – you think they're maybe getting over that hump and looking like a top 10 team in the class and then you know and I look you know Spencer County is a good team but yeah. going into that game that's a game you feel like Collins should beat Spencer County and they didn't yeah uh, that's when that's Collins won loss this year 37 to 26 and you never know the the reason you know they could have been missing some kids who knows but um, until they can sort of win games like that. I feel like it's hard to, to pick them to win going on the road against a undefeated Woodford County team. So I, I'm with you. I'll take Woodford
0: County. Yeah, Absolutely. So moving along to uh, 6A, Mel is at Fern Creek. Mel continues to do what they've done. And uh, I think that the Southern game, it, it impressed me because it's just like what Mel is doing this year, they're leaving no doubt. Okay. It's none of that, oh, you have a slow first quarter or you – blow a fourth-quarter lead, or, you know, you do just, like, silly things. They're playing just really clean football. I think that is what stands out more than anything with Mel this year because – and, I mean, even the the Saint X game, though, I mean, they still made the plays. And I could look at some times last year, as good as they were, there were even games where Trinity, I was just like, oh, you're kind of looking flat right here or not as dominant as you should. But Mel, like I said, they've just – done that game after game and continually proven that they're the best team in the state. And now you go go to Fern Creek, and, I mean, we've kind of said they've just kind of been middle of the pack. And yeah. uh, going into the year, I thought this game might have been a little more competitive, but I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, they did play a little bit more uh, – they played a little bit better than I thought they would against Bullet East. But yeah. until – I just feel like you can – I just don't think you can stand toe-to-toe with Mel – And, quite frankly, there's only one team in 6A I think does, which is St. X. So, I just got Mel winning this game pretty comfortably. Yeah, I agree. Uh, You know,
1: it was sort of a surprising score, I think, last week for Front Creek because Bullard East had been scoring so many points. And I think if you had uh, told Josh Abel going into that game that you were going to hold Bullard East to 20 points, he probably would have been pretty happy with that. Yeah. uh, Given that Bullard East leads the state in scoring at at more than 50 points a game. so. You know their defense is good, but you know scoring points has been a struggle for them all year long. Um, you know they only had 93 yards of offense last week against Fern Creek, so um, they just don't have the weapons to match up with with Mail. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the defense, you know, may you know they they might hold Mail to as few points as they scored all year, maybe something in the you know the 30 35 range, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could be wrong, Mayo might score 50 on them, we'll see. But, yeah, uh, um, you know, you said it, Mayo's, you know, they're a machine. Um, I, I think when you have a team like that, I, I think Chris Wolf's probably number one concern is complacency. Yeah. And, and it seems like that has not been an issue for them. And,
0: uh, yeah, I think Mail just continues to the roll. They really do. Now we got Manuel at PRP. This is another really good, intriguing matchup. And, obviously, we just talked about Manuel earlier, and PRP, quite an impressive season. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect of them after, like, early in the season when they lost, like, that 7 nothing game to Bowling Green. And yeah. I think they had back-to-back losses uh, early in the season, but since then, they've been on a nice little roll. They're 5-2, and two, and they've had some nice guys, juniors as well, that have stood up, and yeah. made some good plays for them, yeah. and... <laughs> This is a nice, well-rounded team and a team that we'll be talking about for the next two years yep. uh, because they have some good young pieces. And you're going to go to Manuel – or, no, you're going to go against Manuel. PRP is going to be the home team. And like we said earlier, I just don't think that the dud game that they had against Sanex. I just don't think that will happen again. And I don't know the forecast, but it probably won't be rain, so fumbling the ball and some of those other type of plays won't happen. I do think Manuel will bounce back. Uh, I'm picking them to win in a close game, and it'll be a nice battle for them, and they'll kind of get some confidence back a little bit because uh, they'll be able to get a nice quality victory over a good PRP team. So I'm going Manuel. I think that it will, regardless, still be a fun game on Friday night.
1: Yeah, this is where I'll be Friday night, and I'm with you. I'm picking Manuel, but I think this is kind of a, this is a game that uh, PRP has a chance to win. This game, absolutely. And, and remember, one reason, you know, you mentioned, you know, they lost to Bowling Green and then they lost to Lexington Catholic. Those are the two losses back to back. Two, you know, Bowling Green's really down this year, and uh, you know, Lexington Catholic's got a really good program. And PRP put a bunch of points on the board against them. Yeah. So, I, I think this is that game that PRP has had circled on its calendar all year because before the season, Tommy Williams thought you know, that they were ready to be competitive in that district again this year, um, you know, with St. X and with Manuel, and so, I guarantee you, this is a the game they've sort of been counting down to, um, you know, Tommy Williams has loved Caden Anderson, you know, since he showed up, um, you know, he's a junior now, he started last year, um, he's having a really good season, they have two really good receivers in Kendrick Jackson and Jacob Dixon, they can run the ball a little bit uh, with Deshaun Barkley, so, they have the tools to put up a lot of points now you know Manuel's defense is 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 a different animal yeah. so uh you know we'll see how they match up with that but um you know having been around here prp they're one of those cyclical kind of teams every three or four or five years they have a team that can compete with the best teams in their district and they might still, because like you said, a lot of these guys are juniors. They might still be one year away from being their peak, yeah. but they will give Manuel a game Friday night, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to um, seeing how good these juniors are. But With you, I'm picking Manuel, but um, I think it might be closer than people think it's going to be. The other thing is, <laughs> I'll say this, and, and, and I'm partially to blame for this for, 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 for saying it, but... The PRP people are not real happy about just assuming that Mayo and St. X are going to meet in the second round of playoffs. <laughs> they're like, don't forget about us because yeah. PRP is, is probably going to be playing one of those teams in the first round. It's true. And That's true. you know they believe that they have a chance to match up with both of those programs. So um, they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder Friday night looking to make a statement, and uh, it'll be an interesting matchup. And we'll see it Friday. Yes.
0: if. <laughs> that's like kind of putting the money where the mouth yep, is a little yep, bit.
1: Yep.
0: Here's the game I was torn about, Odom County at Bryan Station. Yeah, I almost
1: decided to get her this game.
0: Yeah, it's it's like I'm really – this is similar to manual PRP. I'm really curious of this matchup. Haven't seen Bryan Station similar to like the Woodford County I mentioned earlier. Yep. You just look at scores. You look at opponents and similar opponents and all of that. And this is another good team. Obviously, I've watched Odom County and talked more about them. So that's partially the reason why I've picked Odom County to win, just because I've watched Sam Young and company. Oh, yeah. and, and then not only that, you look at the Madison Central score, 31-15. to 15, It proved that they are still you know c- competitive. It wasn't like a blowout-type game. If it was a blowout, I probably would go with Bryan Station. But I, I just think that who Odom County has been, even though, his, you know, history will tell you to pick Bryan Station uh, because of the previous matchups from last year. But why not? I'll mix it up. I'll go Odom County. <laughs> uh, I think they'll win in a close game. So, um, you know, maybe uh, Tayshawn McBroom he will, you know, buy me a drink or something <laughs> if I'm right. <laughs> um, Yeah, I-, I can see where you're coming from
1: on that pick. I, I just... Yeah. And this is the way I've done this for years. When, when it looks like an even matchup, I really kind of tend to look back, okay, what happened last year. Yeah. And for me, and you you have totally different personnel this time around. And a lot of times last year doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's hard to overlook. Yeah. You know, you know, Brian Station beat Odom County twice last year. Now I cover I remember I covered that first game. It was twenty five twenty at Odom County, Bryan Station won. Um but, you know, the second round of playoffs, they won 58-29. Yeah. So, you know, um, they obviously figured something out. And, they, and, you know, Brian Station was rolling at the end of the year. Phillip Hawkins, um, the former coach at DOS, the former coach at Apollo, you know, he's done a really good job at Brian Station. Um, it looks like they have some young talent. Their quarterback's a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, they have a, a kid on defense, J.T. Haskins, who has five interceptions. He's a sophomore. Um, you know, their defense is allowing just 11 points a game. So... Um, you know he hasn't playing really well. we'll we're going to see how Oldham County sort of reacts to that first loss of the season um, to Madison Central, and that district really gets sort of overlooked in 6A. I know they didn't really don't have a a team that's gone on and and made a huge run in the playoffs, right. but you have four really competitive teams in that district when you look at Oldham County, Madison Central, Bryan Station, and George Rogers Clark. Yeah. Um, I think Bryan Station only beat GRC 7 to nothing last week. So it sort of reminds me of, like, Big Ten football, you know, just yeah. sort of these smash-mouth sort of teams, although, you know, Odom County can put up some points. So yeah. it's a really competitive district. Um, would I be shocked if Odom County won? No, I wouldn't. But I, I'm going to go with Bryan
0: Station in that game. Definitely fair to pick that, no question about it, because I went back and forth a yeah, lot before yeah. I sent in my scores and picks to you. So finally – Saint Mary's and St Louis coming to Trinity to play and Trinity they have some confidence right now they've won yep. two in a row and uh, they've had some big moments in those games and it's funny because I covered uh, the first half of the uh, the Ballard game I came over to Manuel uh, for the second half against Saint X but in the first half, I watched Trinity and like before you still see glimpses like okay like Brady Willis figuring some things out, the defense making some plays. and But still, sometimes you'll watch yeah. Trinity and say the MVP is the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's But Keelan McLaughlin. So that's where I'm just so torn with Trinity sometimes. Yeah. Like they are playing better football. There's no question about it. The team I saw against Ballard is not even at all the same team that I saw against Carmel. So th- there's one positive that you take from it, but – there's still that schedule and those teams that it's just a gauntlet. And you had like a little break, quote-unquote, playing Ballard, even though it was a close game, but now you're going to go right back to playing a team with D1 talent. That's why I'm going St. Mary's, and it makes sense to pick St. Mary's just because I know you're going to be talking about one of the wide receivers that they have on that team. So I think St. Mary's will win, Uh, but more than anything, I just want to see, like, Trinity, will they be competitive, and will they clean up some of the mistakes that they made against Ballard? Yeah,
1: I, I, I think after they beat Cincinnati St. X, um, I think we were all maybe expecting a little bit more for them. Yep. Last week against Ballard, exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I think we were expecting to see you know what we normally see from them against Ballard, which yeah. has been a lot of running clocks over the over the years, and yeah. um, for Ballard to be in that game for four quarters, I think it was a little bit of a surprise. So. Maybe they had a little letdown after beating, you know, a nationally ranked team or or, or who knows. But, uh, you know, they're getting another really good opponent. Um, uh, St. Mary's is ranked number two in class uh, three in Missouri. So uh, they're five and one. And like you said, they have a wide receiver, Kevin Coleman Jr., uh, He's the number three ranked wide receiver prospect in the nation in, in the senior class. So, uh, he's very good. He has offers from Alabama, Arizona state, Florida state, Oregon, USC, and Texas. Uh, I think the thing I, I saw on two, four, seven, you know, 24 seven sports has him, you know, they have the crystal ball where they think these guys are going to end up. I think they haven't projected to go to Florida state, but, um, you know, we'll see, but you know, he had three touchdown catches uh, Saturday in their forty-two-to-nothing victory over Cardinal Ritter. Uh, they're five and one. Uh, they're a very good team. As we said, Trinity coming off, off a, a twenty seventeen win over Boward. Brady Willis had a nice game. It, it, I know Jackson Smith, the Boyle County kicker, uh, is going to UK, and he'll. I think he's been the first team All-State kicker at least two straight years, but. Uh, Kellen McLaughlin's got to be in the running for yeah. that uh, this year with the numbers he's putting up. He's 10 for 11 on field goals. He's 18 and 19 on PATs. He had a 53-yarder against Cincinnati Sannex. He's only a junior. and yeah. He had two field goals in that game against Bauer last week. So um, It's just another weapon for Trinity. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here stalling because I still haven't decided who <laughs> I'm going to pick in this game, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take Trinity. Really? I'm, I am. All I'm, right. I'm gonna take Trinity in this game. I, I, I think they um and I, I think they're they're ready to play their best game at home. You know, mm-hmm. they're at home. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of their fans didn't get to see the Tennessee St. X game um two weeks ago. Maybe didn't make that trip. Uh, you know, they played at Ballard last week. They're on their home field now. That St. Louis team has to make a long trip here. Granted, they're going to have the, the best player on the field yeah. in that wide receiver. But, um, I don't know, just something tells me I'm going with Trinity. Maybe hey. it's an upset. It probably it would be an upset. But uh, and I don't pick many of those. So <laughs> give me the shamrocks.
0: Hey, nothing would surprise me. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be some good games. But not only these, I also just want to oh, give yeah, a quick it's mention. It's a really good schedule. Give a mention to the games Yeah, this week. Not only we – obviously we talked about St. X Butler on Thursday, but on Friday – you're going to see Ballard at Eastern. Yep. You'll see uh, KCD at Frankfurt. Central's at North Odom. I think Central, will, they're on a nice little roll right now. What about Southern at Bull at East? Yeah. That another, is going another, to be really, really good. Another
1: game. interesting game. And then um, uh, I think there was one other. Okay. Oh, you said kcd Frankfurt. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a big game for uh, the Bearcats in, in their district. So, yeah,
0: there's um, – some interesting games on the slate this week, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, so we're gonna have a lot of coverage and roundups and all of that. But also can't forget we have postseason soccer going on yeah. right now, so we're getting ready for that. So we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but we will have stories, we will have photos, we will have video. We we've already started that coverage this week and Semifinal games are coming up Wednesday and Thursday, championships are this weekend, so yeah. the crew will be out in full force as always, not only for football updates, but for postseason soccer, and then obviously we'll be moving into volleyball and so much more yeah. as well. So we do appreciate it, and fun podcast as always, Jason. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: you mentioned uh, soccer, the, the 6th and 7th Region Girls Finals are both Friday night, um, the 6th and 7th Region Boys Finals are both Saturday morning, so we'll have coverage of all four of those. and. Like you said, volleyball—the district tournaments um, get started next week, and I actually uh, field hockey uh, regionals get going this weekend as well. So uh, the postseason is in uh, full force now, and uh, cross country regionals will be coming up soon. So uh, it's definitely a busy time on the uh, prep
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to hit the ground running as always. So um, we will see. You next time.